Hello, my name is Dina Hardy and I'm the current president of the Dukes Club. I'm delighted to be introducing the Dukes Club Soundbite podcast. We'll be kickstarting our podcast series during the global pandemic of COVID-19 with our Keeping Well series. The aim of this podcast series is to provide trainees with support during this difficult time with an emphasis on mental and physical well-being. We have a range of interesting speakers who will be giving you short sound bites into how we can achieve that during this time. Keep well, everybody. In this episode, international speaker and successful author Alan Fairweather, aka The Motivation Doctor, shares advice on leading and motivating teams. Hello, my name's Alan Fairweather and I spent 15 years as a manager leading and motivating staff in five different organisations. And believe me, I have the bruises to prove it. I then spent the next 25 years helping leaders in many organisations deal with challenge of leading and motivating people, particularly in a crisis. Now, I believe that leading and motivating people is the hardest job in the world. No one shows you what to do. There are very few training programs. And most people believe it's either something you can do or you can't do. I like this saying by Frederick the Great. He said that the more I get to know people, the more I love my dog. Now, for most of us, managing dogs is not an option. We have to manage people, be they our staff or colleagues or our nearest and dearest. Now, the reason it's such a hard job is that every human being is different. Just because you successfully lead or manage one individual in a particular way does not mean to say you'll be successful with others. Humans are the most complex and complicated pieces of equipment you'll ever have to deal with. Now, many of them have similarities, but every one of them is different and they all work in a slightly different way. They are totally driven by their emotions and they're unlikely to respond to any logical argument. The question I've been asked many times by leaders or managers is, how do I motivate my team? They want some instant fix and a silver bullet, you know, something that improves team motivation overnight. But as we all know, life is just not like that. Now, there are basically two types of team motivation. That's extrinsic and intrinsic. Extrinsic motivation is when you use external factors to encourage your team to do what you want. You can pay them more money or bonuses, and but that's really possible. Give them time off, and that's also really po- possible. Incentives or prizes or, or even threats. I'm sure we're all aware of the, the football coach who motivates his team uh, at half time when they're not performing well, usually with a lot of shouting and threats. Even in our personal life, we we can see the parent offering their child a, a bicycle or a car if they pass their exams. Now, this form of motivation can be costly and it doesn't last. So when leaders ask me, how do I motivate my team? I always say, you don't motivate your team. You create the environment where they motivate themselves. Effective motivation is intrinsic. It has to come from within. There's no instant fix. It's an ongoing day-to-day process of small actions that build a highly motivated team who are fit and able to handle the difficult times. It's like pushing a heavy boulder. You need some initial effort to get the process going. But once you've done that, it takes a lot less effort to keep it moving. 
So I'd like you to consider a factor that's really important to human beings, and that is acknowledgement. Acknowledgement is about recognition or attention from another person. It can be physical, such as a pat on the back, or a touch or a handshake. It can be psychological, such as a, a word of praise, a compliment, or even just a hello. Or it might even just be time spent with the person. Physical and psychological attentions are absolutely vital to human beings. We all need it, and we need it every day. However, it must be said that every human being has a different level of need for acknowledgement. So that's why it's important to treat your team members as individuals. So here are seven simple steps to build a highly motivated team. Firstly, spend some quality time with each of your team. Now I said quality time, not quantity time, because I can hear you saying, I don't have time for all this touchy-feely stuff. Well, think about the time you spend dealing with issues caused by staff absence from work, problems that could have been nipped in the bud, or problems caused by low staff morale. Find the time to talk with each of your team and find out how they're doing on a personal level and a work level. Now, it's not about prying, it's about showing interest in the individual. Too many managers and leaders only talk to their team members about work all the time. Please remember that you're dealing with a human being and they want to know that their boss is interested in them and cares about them. So it's all the simple stuff. Did you have a good weekend? Are the kids doing okay in their exams? You said you were going to the theatre last night. How was it? Again, simple stuff. No need to get involved in long, drawn-out conversations. And then you can move on to work-related issues. Now, what challenges you facing at present? Don't use the word problems, by the way. I like the way you handled a difficult patient this morning. Do you need any help with that report? All of this needs to be genuine. Don't say things if you don't mean them, or just because you feel you need to. Now, my second point is, and it's absolutely vital that you listen to what people are saying and show that you're listening. Turn away from the computer, switch off the phone, keep good eye contact, use open body language and make noises that indicate that you're listening. Emphasize with their personal and work challenges and provide solutions wherever possible. Point three, coach them on the job to do even better. Remember that coaching is a two-way process with your team member, and it's also highly motivational. It helps them to find solutions to job-related or personal challenges. Give them feedback. Tell them when they do something well. And you need to tell them when not so well. My fourth point is find ways to make their job more interesting if you can. Vary the jobs they do. Maybe give them some of your tasks and give them more responsibility. Perhaps ask them to train or mentor another member of the team. Show that you appreciate them and have some fun. Give the occasional reward for no particular reason. A personal thank you note. Cakes or sweets. Flowers on somebody's birthday or a bottle of wine. And of course, not to be drunk on the job. My sixth point is keep your team informed. Let them know what's happening in the organisation. Just tell people as much as you can about what's going on. Provide relevant information on anything new or anything that's about to happen. People just want to feel involved. They want to know that what they do makes a difference. 
And my seventh point is trust and believe in them. Show your team members that you need what you need them to do and let them get on with it. Take risks. Don't keep supervising or micromanaging. Set up parameters that allow your team to make decisions. If they keep coming to you with questions, don't provide an answer. Ask them what they would do and support the response. Your team members want to know that you care about them, that you're interested in them from a personal and work point of view. They want to believe that you trust them and want them to, to succeed. If you can create that environment, then you'll have a happy and motivated team that make a positive contribution and deal with the challenges that you all face each day in doing your job. My very best wishes in doing that. Thank you for listening to Keeping Well, the Duke's Soundbites, health and well-being tips for medical staff. We're planning to release weekly episodes for as long as needed during the COVID-19 pandemic. As always, please share this podcast with your colleagues if you think they will benefit from it, and best wishes from all of us at the Duke's Club, representing doctors training as colorectal surgeons in the UK and Ireland.